היום יום י"ב כסלו. בירכס שפטורני מבורכים בלי שום ומלכוס. דברוכה שפטורני, that a father makes when the son becomes בר מצווה, we make this ברוכה without mentioning God's name, and the מלכוס of the Eberster, we say it in a short form, בורך שפטורני מאינש הלוזה, we do not say, בורך אתו השם אלוקינו מלך העולם שפטורני מאינש הלוזה. Another point in this, We make this blessing also on Monday and Thursday on Rishchidosh, and not necessarily only on Shabbos. Now about this, there's a whole discussion, a different customs. So we have notes from the Rebbe, where the Rebbe wrote down for himself, whether we do the short form, And whether we do it necessarily on Shabbos, and the response was, like it says here in the Hayyim Yim, that we make the bracha in a short form, and we can do it also on Monday, Thursday, Rishchidosh, and not necessarily only on Shabbos. Now this comes from the idea that Boruch Shabtorani in the Siddur, we have to make this bracha because a father... has to um, educate his son. And if he didn't educate him properly, so whatever the son does is on the father's shoulders. But now that the child is bar mitzvah, the child is on his own. So here we have very interesting discussions. When the Alter Abbasidah was published, this bracha was not there at all. It was inserted in later editions. In long form. And there was a discussion how we're supposed to say it. In the Siddur and Rostov that the Rebbe Rashab published, the Rebbe calls it the precise Siddur. There it went in short form. So the Rebbe writes that this became the established minute. And the fact that we find that the Fidiki Rebbe wrote, and he said that by the Rabbeim they said the Baruch in the long form, The Friedrich Rebbe said, but this is not for the public. It was only for the Rabbeim. I'm going to insert my own thought. Perhaps by the Rabbeim, they knew that they educated the children properly. So they could say the Baruch in the long form. Your average person, even if the boy becomes Bar Mitzvah, but if you educated him, not that great. You still carry the responsibility. This is my own two cents. Then the Rebbe establishes that he heard from Rabbi Yechelen Gordon that by the Bar Mitzvah of a nephew of the Rebbe Rashab, the son of his brother Rebbe Mendel, the Rebbe Rashab told him clearly to say the Barucha in short form. The same is Rabbi Simpson was instructed by the Friedrich Rebbe to say the Barucha in short form. Then when the Rebbe went to publish the Siddur, so he asked the Friedrich Rebbe, should he put it in a short form Or the long form, the Rebbe told him, Friedrich Rebbe told him to leave the Siddha the way it was in long form. And even though we do say it in short form. And in later editions, the Rebbe added an asterisk where on the bottom it says that our minig is to say the Barucha in short form. Now about making the Barucha on Shabbos. So uh, the Mogan of Rome writes... That today the minig is 
that when do we make the bracha? We make it on the first Shabbos when he comes, when everybody's in shul, everybody knows his bar mitzvah. But we have a tradition that we heard from Reb Chaim Avram, the Mittler Rebbe's brother, who related that when the Mittler Rebbe became bar mitzvah, uh, our father, the Alter Rebbe, told him that he heard from his teacher, from the Magid, who heard from the Balsham Tev, that the first Aliyah of Bar Mitzvah should be necessarily on Monday or Thursday or Mincha Shabbos, not at the big Minyan Shabbos morning, which seems to be implied by the Mogen Avrom. So in that way, it is a little different than it says here in the Hayim Yein, because here it says we do it also Monday, Thursday, Rishchidosh, and not necessarily on Shabbos, only on Shabbos, but according to the Alter Rebbe, if we do it on Shabbos, it's only by Mincha Shabbos, and it should be necessarily Monday or Thursday or Mincha Shabbos. We have a tradition in the name of the Balshemtev. When we hear something negative about another Jew, even if you don't know him, you must be deeply pained. One of the two was definitely not in a good state. If the story that you heard is true, so then this individual is not in a good state. Something bad, something wrong. And if the story is not true, the tale bearer is not in a good state. He's telling tales which are not true. So this comes from a letter the Fiedek Rebbe wrote to Rav Sholem Posner, who apparently wrote to the Fiedek Rebbe a letter that had some not very good news in it. So the Rebbe opens up by this tradition from the Vashemta that when you hear something negative, even if you don't know him, you must be deeply pained, and the Rebbe adds a strong word, you must take it to heart, because one of the two is definitely no good. If it's true, the person of whom it is told is in a bad state, and if it's not true, then the person who is telling the story, the tale bearer, he's in a bad state. When I read your letter, I remembered this story. I reminded myself of this saying, and I was in great pain. Now, I cannot express an opinion on this whole thing. I just don't know all the details. But since it seems to be a matter of kashas, so you cannot compromise and you have to be very strict on this. But at the same time, you must be deeply pained that it came to such a situation. And perhaps, or very likely, there is some telltaling there. It's not exactly as they are telling the story. And since you say that you know this person, you know this rabbi about whom this is told, it would be appropriate that you should do what you can to do a favor for this Jew. Make sure that you can do something for him that is good.